Welcome to the Interactions with Reality Podcast. I'm your host, and I'm in a car today. Uh, Don't worry, there's no traffic. Like, literally, no car in sight. Either direction. So, uh, yeah, I'm driving to my house. Um, Just went down to the post office and delivered some orders. And uh, also, I picked up a few supplies because... When you're selling a lot of random stuff, it's good to have packing material. So I just dropped like $25 on gallon Ziploc bags and quart Ziploc bags and regular sandwich bags. And I'm selling all kinds of interesting things on sites like Etsy, eBay, and Mercari. Not really selling so much on Mercari because they're their platform still not really helping me out very much yet um they they don't allow me to charge the shipping to the buyer for some reason they say it's a glitch i say they haven't fixed it um i've downloaded the new one and all that but all right well we won't get into all the nitty-gritties of issues with with selling platforms so um but today's talk can be about money i know exciting woo didn't see that one coming did you yeah, so I'm making uh, I'm making money selling things online, and I want to say if you don't have money, or you're broke perpetually or whatever, the equation is your income has to exceed your outgo, or your upkeep will be your downfall. So hopefully you got that. Um, basically, you got to make more than you're spending, and you also got to. You gotta be able to consistently make, I think, or, and by consistently, if you make one time a year enough money for you to live the entire year, but you can do it every single year like that, cool, more power to you. That's consistent, you know? But if it's a, you know, you make that money one time for one year, but then what are you doing the next year? That's not consistent. So I guess the part of the pattern is to actually get some consistency in the income. So what I decided to do was open an online store and I did that and I put a bunch of random products up there and uh, pretty much nothing sold at all. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't, uh, I just saw a deer go across the road, so I'm slowing down a little bit. Um, yeah, so I didn't, uh, didn't really know what I was doing and I wasn't selling products that, um, were unique enough and priced right. I was going through like a, a drop shipping kind of company and they wanted a pretty penny for what they were selling and I just couldn't compete with the market. Uh, so my, my stuff was priced too high and um, made nothing. So uh, that kind of you know, zapped a little of my wife's confidence in, in my ability to sell things online and I don't blame her for that because I wasn't selling anything online and I was spending entirely too much time not selling anything online. So then, uh, we did put one product up though. Um, some, some Chaya tree cuttings. Chaya is a, uh, it's also called Mexican spinach. I hear, um, it's basically a tree spinach. It's also called tree spinach. If you guys want to look that up and, uh, Basically, you can eat the leaves and you can, you have to boil them first. They have little trace amounts of cyanide in them or whatever. You could get away with eating a leaf or two raw, but you wouldn't want to be eating a lot of leaves. Um, 
raw. And so you cook them, you boil them once, pour off the water, and then they're perfectly safe to eat. And then you can, uh, you know, we saute them in, well, sometimes we use butter, sometimes we use coconut oil. Regardless of what you saute them in, um, a little bit of garlic, a little bit of salt, and it is top notch. Those things are delicious. And it's, it's kind of like a, kind of like popcorn where once you start eating it, you just can't put it down kind of thing. So uh, that was one of our, our products. We sold cuttings of those and just, uh, you know, score all the way around the branch and then snap it. So it was a nice clean cut. And then I'd box it up and put a little paper towel in there to keep it from banging around too much on the, on the journey. And that was that. So I sold a, a bunch of those, not like a lot, a lot, you know, I was making, you know, maybe $10 a week or something like that. Very, very mild amount. But the thing is, it's like a faucet, you know, you turn it on a little bit and you get a little drizzle, a little drip, but then you can turn it up from there and you can get it to go full bore. And that's what I'm working on now. So I'm, I've got that little trickle of, you know, maybe $10 a week up to about a grand a month now which is uh, pretty pretty substantial from what it was. And I've got a lot of new uh, products. Hang on a second here, I gotta back in the driveway. I gotta look, cause there's obstacles that weren't here when I left. Let's see, there we go. All right, <clears throat> so the journey from here to there. Uh, started selling seeds, that was another thing. Um, I figured out the cheapest way. Okay, so my biggest obstacle, let's, let's start with that. My biggest obstacle was the shipping. I didn't get the shipping. Like I, I knew it costed a lot to ship and I didn't understand exactly how to pack things and I just didn't want to mess with it. And so I let that hold me back from actually making money and actually getting out there and getting products online. It was the shipping issue, the shipping question. How do I get my product to arrive looking good and all that sort of thing. So I started to do some online research, watch some videos on, on YouTube uh, about how to ship and uh, also watched, uh, and I got the shipping thing down by the way, um, I got that down pretty good. I use the medium flat rate boxes a lot and I use the small flat rate boxes a lot. Uh, that's way it's a no brainer. Um, as for smaller items, I typically use envelopes, but I also create my own boxes by, I get uh, old boxes from, you know, behind a store or something like that where they're throwing them out and I'll, I'll cut them with a razor knife and open them up and flip them inside out. So all the labels and stuff are in the inside. And that way I've got a nice brown box and I can go ahead and put my shipping label on that. And that's that. And, uh, I do have to use a bit of tape, but you know, tape's just one of those expenses that you've got to factor that into your shipping cost a little bit. A lot of people, they say, okay, shipping costs, like say, let's say use the uh, medium flat rate box, $15.50 to ship it. So a lot of people might just say, that's all it costs to ship it. But I estimate that it, it costs me at least a quarter in tape, maybe up to 50 cents in tape. I, I'm guessing it's more toward the quarter though. So I'm I put that cost as a quarter and I factor it into my, my numbers at the end of the month or whatever. So then uh, after shipping, you've got to understand 
how to market and there's a lot of information out there i don't really have to go into it too much because if you type in you know how to sell on name your platform whatever it is you're going to get like a zillion tutorials of other people telling you all the pros and cons and current up-to-date information on how to market and it's free it's on youtube um, you might have to sit through some commercials but otherwise you know you, the content's free so I recommend highly recommend doing that and in particular you need to know about something called SEO which is search engine optimization now that's what people are searching for so, so for instance I sell terrarium supplies as, as one of my products or several of my products let's be real and uh, these these terrarium products are um, also called vivarium products and they're also for reptile enclosures and they're also for frogs and they're also for whatever so if i put words like reptile frog vivarium and terrarium and all that i otherwise i was just selling them under terrarium and that doesn't get very far but if i can find out all the uses for the product i can get myself into different niche searches which is like your tags and your things like that tags are basically you know, hashtag this, hashtag that, you know, and people made jokes out of it for a while there, maybe still do. Uh, but the point is, you got to figure out what people are searching for to find the product that you're selling. Now, there's a couple ways to do that. Real quick, one fast, easy way to do that is go on Etsy, go on eBay, go on whatever, and search for something that, you know, any product or whatever. And the ones at the top, are probably going to be people that had already gone through all the trouble of figuring out what keywords to use and sometimes you can acquire some keywords from their listings um, not all tags are shared I believe I believe the tags aren't shared at all uh, but you can you can play around because sometimes in the title of the, the item that you're searching for um, it'll you know list a couple words that maybe you didn't think to add before and you can keep on tweaking it and tweaking it and tweaking it and watch as your listing comes further and further to the the front and that's what you want you want to be on the front page you because when people are searching they're going through like a page or two of stuff a lot of times and if they don't find what they want they're on to the next thing or whatever um, so you want to really catch them in the first couple pages of search results and that's that's something that's really important uh, let's see customer relations now this is a huge 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 topic all right so if you get some customer that's pissed off because you did something wrong well then make it right make it right quickly apologize you know and uh, and be real with your customers they'll, they'll know if you're real with them um, ask yourself is the value of this item worth the negative publicity it could get if this person leaves a bad review and so that's that's another thing you got to kind of consider you know sometimes people people who complain are people who complain and they represent a small portion of the buying community uh, I would say is in my experience the vast majority of the people who buy are, are decent people who aren't just looking to to get something for nothing and they're not looking to just complain and complain and complain about every little detail um, most people are 
understanding they'll work with you and they'll if they have a problem they'll report it to you before they go leaving bad feedback and all that sort of thing so that's the vast majority there are a percentage of people that are the complainers and they're gonna get a two dollar pack of seeds and they're going to complain about, you know, well, I, I think that, you know, maybe there doesn't look like the number that you said there was. That's a common one. Okay. Well, not common. It's not super common. But, but uh, let's say I sell mullein seeds, for example. Now, 100 mullein seeds is very, very, very tiny. When you look at it, it's like, is that really 100? But if you sit there and you count them all out, sure enough, it's probably like 150, you know? It's one of those things where it's very easy to look at it in a glance, and if it doesn't look like the number that you had in your head, what it should look like, you know, those are the people that, you know, they'll say, oh, you, you shorted me on the seeds and all that sort of thing. But we're very meticulous about that part of it, so we know that's not true. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, my wife actually handles that part of the business mostly. And so we just started putting a, a little extra seed in, and it really uh, cuts down on those complaints. But also, um, when somebody is complaining like that, a lot of times I'll just refund their money and try to get them out of my hair as fast as possible because they're going to suck you know, my energy and my time away from my business. And so that's very, very important. Um, anyway... Let's see, what else? Uh, oh, yeah, you want to go the extra mile. You know, that's an important principle in life. And basically, you want to do above and beyond the, the call of duty. You want to, like, for instance, I sell 2.5 pounds of clay, for example. And it comes in a little media or small flat rate box. But the reality is I generally pack more like 3.5 pounds of clay into the box. Now, why would I give them an entire extra pound? Because it, it makes them happy, you know? It's like if you order if you order a small fries and they bump you up to a large fries, you know, you're feeling good about that mostly, unless you're on some kind of diet or something. Like generally speaking, people like to receive a little more. You, know, you, you gotta go, you gotta keep in mind that when you're giving people extra, you know, you gotta ask yourself these questions. Does it influence the shipping cost? Because sometimes you can give, like for instance, with smaller envelopes, if you're over 15 ounces, then they charge you a lot more to ship it, like by a couple bucks. But if you're under 15 ounces, it, the price is just, you know, it's marginal that it's going to go up. So so I might add like an extra ounce of root, for example. I, I sell roots sometimes. Um, and I might, uh, you know, add a little extra gift. If I have seeds or an item that isn't selling well and I need to get it out of my way because it's it's blocking up room that I have for my inventory like storage uh, space um, I want to go ahead and just use those that aren't selling well as gifts and people love to receive a free gift about you know 99% of the time they they just you know they're happy to get something extra so you can offload your your items that aren't selling well that way and uh, you can you can make a lot more, you know, five star reviews out of a situation like that. Well, that's a little bit about online marketing. Another thing is it can suck your time. Now, if you have it all linked to your phone like I do, 
you could be it could be three in the morning and you get a text about you know hey you know this this product here does it come with this or that or can i get it this custom way or whatever it is and you can re reply to them all at once um you know like if it's three in the morning you get that you can jump up and you can reply and you can go back to bed you can you can do it that way but what i recommend doing is having set times that you check your messages having set times that you re reply and or and or just having you know sacred time for you and your family or whatever where it's like no matter what between 5 30 and 8 I'm not going to check my phone at all because i'm spending time with my family so you know that's that's a a good way to work it because it's good to get the fast replies. Fast replies look really good. The customers like fast replies. If you can reply within 12 hours, that's ideal. Um, you definitely don't want to be waiting over 24 hours to reply. That's going to look bad. So set your time. And if, you, if it's an hour from 9 to 10 every morning or whatever it is, cool. Whatever, whatever works for you and whatever works for your shop. So... If you're not making much money and you need money, look around you and see what there is to sell. Now, I'm selling ridiculous things and my friend always laughs at me about the stuff that I sell because, I mean, it's, I've literally sold things and like I pull over on the side of the road and pick them up off the side of the road and throw them in a box and that's that. It's uh, It's kind of funny. Some of the products like uh, there are there are lichens that I sell. Um, there are uh, like different plants, different like I've literally sold sand, boxes and boxes of sand. Uh, I just get it out of the creek bed and just put it in a box, dry it out, put it in a box. Uh, I sell leaf leaf litter. I never thought I could rake leaves, put them in a box, and sell them for the amount I sell them for, and. Uh, but I'm happy I do, and I'm happy it actually provides a valuable service to people in need. Um, and, you know, it's a little time-consuming to go down there and mess around with, you know, rake in the woods and all that sort of thing and to tote it all back up. So it's not like I'm I'm being unfair in my pricing and all that sort of thing. I'm competitive with the market and all that sort of thing. But it's just sometimes the things that you wouldn't think that you could sell you can sell and there's niche markets that want them and need them and so if you don't have anything to sell that you can work with that you know of maybe just like just look at random objects all around you and just start typing them in the search engine and see oh hey is anybody buying this bug over here and it turns out there's people buying bugs Excuse me. My throat's a little dry today. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm actually going to be branching into bugs here shortly. I see that it's uh, 19 minutes in, so we got about a minute left of this podcast. I'm just trying to do a couple just to get this get this whole podcasting thing done. Um, I've got podcasting goals because I, I want to make money off of my podcast also. And I know that the only way I'm going to make money off of it is if I get good at it. And the only way I'm going to get good at it is to plow through a bunch of these and uh, make some mistakes and say, uh, and like, and, you know, words that really just don't help convey, <laughs> convey much. They're just filler words to give you time to think. 
or whatever. Like I, I've got to learn how to communicate a little stronger and a little better. And so you're getting to hear it on episode three of interactions with reality.